Good morning, City Church. This is City Church together for Wednesday, May 20th. Yesterday, we got news that a faithful apologist in the Christian community, Ravi Zacharias, and pastor and preacher, had died. Um, I actually did not have a lot of, I had not listened to a lot of his teaching or read many of his books at all. Um, but there's still something that I really appreciated about Ravi Zacharias that that I know he affected many of the people that I have read and interacted with and his sort of style of apologetics, which is simply sort of reasoning through faith with people that I really appreciated. And so I do want to share, I'm going to share a little anecdote about um, Ravi Zacharias and how much um, he has mainly through other people contributed to the sort of um, thought processes that I go through in um, sharing the gospel with people and into this sort of post-Christian culture that we live in. But I want to start with um, a scripture, and um, and then I'll read this little anecdote about Dr. Zacharias, who is now with our Lord, um, which is a moment for rejoicing for us. Um, and then uh, we'll, we'll talk about this scripture. So it is in Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1, verse 18, and I'll read down through verse 25. For God's wrath is revealed from heaven against all godlessness and unrighteousness of people who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth, since what can be known about God is evident among them because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, that is, his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly seen since the creation of the world being understood through what he has made. As a result, people are without excuse. For though they know God, they did not glorify him as God or show gratitude. Instead, their thinking became worthless and their senseless hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man, birds, four-footed animals, and reptiles. Therefore, God delivered them over in their desires of their hearts to sexual impurity so that their bodies were degraded among themselves. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshipped and served what has been created instead of the Creator who is praised forever. Amen. That is the word of the Lord from Romans chapter 1. And now I want to share with you in, uh, to understand this passage a little bit just a short um, uh, a short little anecdote from Ravi uh, Zacharias. Um, this is from a lecture um, that he uh, gave one time. He says, um, and now I am quoting, I remember lecturing at Ohio State University, one of the largest universities in this country. I was minutes away from beginning my lecture, and my host was driving me past a new building called the Wexner Center for the Performing Arts. He said, this is America's first postmodern building. I was startled for a moment, and I said, what is a postmodern building? He said, well, the architect said that he designed this building with no design in mind. When the architect was asked why, he said, if life itself is capricious, why should our buildings have any design and any meaning? So he has pillars that have no purpose. He has stairways that go nowhere. He has a senseless building built, and somebody has paid for it. I said, so his argument was that if life has no purpose and design, why should the building have any design? The man answered, 
That is correct. I said, did he do the same with the foundation? All of a sudden, there was silence. You see, you and I can fool with the infrastructure as much as we would like, but we dare not fool with the foundation because it will call our bluff in a hurry. End quote. That was from Ravi Zacharias. Now, we read this passage, and there are these in Romans 1, and there's this phrase, suppress the truth, that by our unrighteousness, that um, God's wrath is revealed in heaven against all godlessness and unrighteousness of people who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. What, since what can be known about God is evident among them because God has shown it to them. And likewise, you know, you, you, you read down through the passage, and it is the suppression of this truth that cannot be denied that leads to the degrading of their bodies, the delivering over to their own uh, passions that particularly here are outlined as uh, by Paul as sexual immorality. And then the story of this postmodern building with a foundation. I This is um, anecdotes like this, ideas like this, are are what a part of what fuel my spirit whenever i can see god's truth in a context where it is not be noticed and that that to me is um you know some people uh experience god through singing some people experience god in um you know in in uh, conversations with friends. Some people experience God in in a kind of unique kind of way in nature. And I think that is true for all of us in a way. Um, But for me, that sort of pathway of seeing the truth about God that has been suppressed bubbling up to the surface, um, man, in in art, in culture, in nature, in relationships, um, everywhere. I love to listen for it in songs, um, and that is what Ravi Zacharias was so great at pointing out in such a beautifully winsome way as this. The idea here that we can toy about and fool around with the infrastructures that we build on God's foundation. But at the end of the day, there is this universal truth that if a foundation does not square up with the mathematics, that the building will fall. You know, there's lots that were given in Scripture about a foundation. First uh, Corinthians three was where we'll be this week in uh, as w- in the sermon on Sunday uh, is about Christ as our foundation. There's lots of uh, there there's lots of um, talk in Paul's epistles about Christ as our, and Peter as well about Christ as our cornerstone um, that we build upon. And so there are sort of two. Um, levels of truth. There is a universal understanding, uh, mathematics, for example. Things that, you know, no matter how much you want to say that two plus one equals four, two plus two always equals four. No matter how much we want to mess around and say life has no meaning or purpose or is not based on anything, at the end of the day, we, we can't build our buildings on jello. They have to be measured out and given a sturdy foundation with things that we are able to rely on. Um, I remember reading 
Um, I'm reading a book by Gene Veith right now called Post-Christianity. Um, Nancy Piercy's books are great with this. Um, but the idea in one of Nancy Piercy's books, I believe this one's called Finding Truth, um, that mathematics is one of the most um, uh, solid proofs, if you will, for God, for the existence of God. And stuff that'll blow your mind. You start reading about quantum physics, dark matter. Um, we, we thought at one time that the more we discovered through science about the universe, the more sure we would be of what we already know. And it has actually expanded uh, it has actually expanded what we don't know in such ways that there's so many things we can't explain. Light as particle or wave, just this unbelievable stuff that comes through, as Paul writes here to the Roman, uh, to the church in Rome, that that there uh, there is so much to be discovered about God through what He has made to show us that He is there, that He is real. And Ravi Zacharias here does a great job of pointing that out. For us, church, um, and I'm not necessarily saying that that's the meaning of this passage, but that is definitely something that that can be derived from it. If there is a universal truth, there is a universal truth. If underneath we all have to submit to the idea that we can't make the foundations of our building on oatmeal or jello, or we can't just um, willy-nilly decide to build a building. It will crash, that there is something that has to be done to sturdy. There is some kind of truth that we have to appeal to. Then where you find that you can find the suppression of that truth simply through questions, simply through asking questions. When someone tells you that something is right or that, it, or that something is not right, a very simple question to ask is how do you know that's right or wrong? How do you know it is justice to not murder, say, let's say in Ahmaud Arbery's case? How, why do you think you feel a sense of justice? How can we say that's right or wrong? Um, how can there be a sort of universal law if there is no lawgiver? What makes the way that I want to live my life different than the way that, say, Adolf Hitler decided to live his there has to be a foundation that we are standing on where we can universally agree on some things about morality, about ethics, about justice. This is probably more in the weeds than you might want to get this morning. Um, but, uh, you know, there, sure, there's some things with, you know, cultural differences that are there. But, but really, when you start to unpack what humans universally know is that there is justice underneath there. There is a, a longing for things to be right and a sense of what is right that cannot be mathematically derived. There is mathematical truth, and then there is deep, deep spiritual truth. Um, that, if you read on, er, if you read up earlier in verse sixteen, it talks about uh, Paul talks about in Romans one the gospel. I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God for salvation. And there is a spiritual truth in that that is to be shared. That sometimes just comes from opening up with your neighbor and asking good questions like, did he do the same thing with the foundation? And that's what Ravi Zacharias taught us so well. That's what Paul teaches us in many of his letters, asking questions that get down to the truth that is being suppressed. Listen for it in music. 
Listen for the longing of justice. Listen for the longing of love. Listen for the longing of acceptance. Listen for the longing of meaning and of purpose. These are the foundations that we rest on as a human people. And those are the questions, the trails to go down in order to share the gospel and the power of the gospel with your neighbor. We don't have to be ashamed of it. It is there to share And that foundation is in everyone's life. Sometimes they just don't see that it's true. And so will you be the one to share that, to ask those questions with friends, family, neighbor, even, yes, even enemies. City Church, let's pray. And let's ask God for opportunities both to open our eyes to the suppression of the truth and the courage to ask our neighbor questions about these common foundations. Did he do the same thing with the foundation? Let's be silent and pray. Our Father, you have not created a world that is without order. You also have not created a world that is without mystery. Father, will you open our eyes as a church, as your people, to see where the truth is being suppressed, first in our own lives, to be honest about where we are not living according to the foundation, the cornerstone Jesus Christ, where we are building an infrastructure that doesn't make sense according to the foundation, doesn't follow the same rules as the foundation. Will you show us that? Where we are off kilter with the foundation that you have laid. Bring from that, please, Father, in our lives repentance and faith that even when the building that you want to build feels difficult for us, that it is still good. And now, Father, will you also give us the opportunities and the courage and boldness to ask questions to our neighbor where we see suppression of truth in their life? You know, I've noticed this about you, and I can't make sense of it. Could you explain to me why you do this or how you live your life this way? Or how do you go about reconciling justice and freedom? Heavenly Father, give us opportunities to ask our neighbors questions that would lead to gospel conversations. We are not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God unto salvation. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. City Church, I love you. Go and multiply the gospel.